0: Many of us are just starting out, buying a home, having babies, and building wealth. Be sure to add securing your family's future to your to-do list by establishing a will or trust at trustandwill.com. At trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan is simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and plan for future medical care from the comfort of your home. Hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost thousands, and using a one-size-fit-all template is not nearly specialized enough. Trust and Will documents are designed by estate planning experts and customized for the state you live in. And with their live customer service support seven days a week, TrustandWill.com's team is available to answer any questions you have while setting up your plan. Trust and Will has a quiz that you can take to see what fits your personal needs. And they are the most trusted name in the online estate planning category. They're a leader on Trustpilot, and they've helped hundreds of thousands of people protect. Their families, assets, and legacy. Gain peace of mind at trustandwill.com/slash/haygirl and get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. Don't wait, go right now. This is really important. Get 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com/slash/haygirl. Again, that's trustandwill.com/slash/haygirl. Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hi Dime. How are you today? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay, too. I'm okay. I'm alive. So I think that's a blessing, right?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's more than a blessing. So
0: I am so excited to be able to chat with you. We've been in conversation for a little while now, and Mm -hmm. it's a true honor to have you. But before we dive in, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the Hey Girl listeners. So who are you and what do you do?
1: Yes. Hey, girls out there. I am Don Davis, born and raised in Houston, Texas, and now I live in Los Angeles, and I am a filmmaker and storyteller.
0: So, I love how you said you're a filmmaker and storyteller. You are those things and Mm -hmm. so much more. Like, I kind (laughs) of wanted you to dive in and be like... (laughs) You know, <laughs> check out my roster, but I am just so excited for you and your career mm-hmm. and how you've grown and expanded. Mm-hmm. So let's start with how you got into film and used mm-hmm. film to tell stories, not just your own, but other folks as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I was always that kid who love to kind of sit on the floor and be in the room with adults as they, as specifically Black women, my aunts and my mother and my grandmother and stuff, as they kind of swap stories and like talk shit and just like had a good time. I was always that kid I loved. I would much rather be doing that than like playing or whatever. And I kind of feel like that's what sparks storytelling in me. Of course, I wouldn't know what it would become, you know, but, you know, um, eventually I went to the high school for performing and visual arts in Houston, Texas. And that experience was pretty extraordinary. I mean, I was a theater kid, so very much into kind of storytelling in that way. And that kind of really opened me up I guess to I guess what we I mean what we call like structured storytelling and like characters and I was not an actor by any means I was definitely like the techie I love like scenic design and like lighting design and stuff but I always loved watching performances like acting is like my favorite medium of expression because it's so incredibly human so I think kind of being in that environment and watching that and having to take those classes and like understand where that human comes from and, and kind of portraying that but never ever being the person who's like gonna get on the stage I mean I guess that attracted me to directing right those performances and stuff and I remember I think it was maybe my sophomore year we all took class field trip and we went to see Chicago the movie and it was kind of my first time seeing like this world of theater but like on the screen and it was like oh that's it like that's the thing like I knew that that was what I was supposed to be doing and from there, I kind of just pursued that. I, you know, went to film school, did that whole thing. And after I graduated, you know, I was a little naive. So I thought, hey, <laughs> it's about to, you know, it's about to pop off right now. And of course that didn't happen. And I think, you know, I kind of fell into the trappings of like corporate America a little bit and eventually bust free and um, really pursued this thing, right? I went to, AFI has this program, it's called a directing women workshop. And they kind of take like eight women every year and they essentially give them like a a free master's class right in filmmaking and stuff and I got to take that and make a short and then I started directing kind of like commercials and then I got staff and then from there I've just been kind of like building building my career and I guess you know what I left out in this version of the story um, are those significant moments of like um you know doubt or Mm. kind of significant moments of like, oh, I am crazy for pursuing this, or this is not going to happen. Or even those moments where like the opposite of triumph, where me quitting that job, I didn't have anything else, right? But I decided that that was no longer like serving me and that was not the path and that's not the dream, right? Like mm-hmm. looking back at that kid who's like obsessed with like performance and stuff like that in, in high school, or that kid that's sitting on the carpet listening to her mom, like talk about something that happened last week, like looking back to her, I was kind of in those situations. I was like, wait a minute, nah, this ain't the dream, you know? So mm-hmm. like along this, you know, I, I think my journey has been incredible. I'm so grateful for all of it. I think it's so beautiful. But I think, you know, looking at it from the outside, you may not get to see all the scrapes and bruises along the way, you know.
0: This year, I'm refocusing on what it means to take care of myself and it couldn't be easier than with Daily Harvest. They've been the one thing that makes me feel better about my day and myself and what I'm putting in my body. I'm really loving their harvest bowls and the smoothies. My kids adore smoothies and I have never had an easier smoothie experience than with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food all built on organic fruits and vegetables and it comes right to your door. It literally takes minutes to prepare, and I never have to think twice if the food I'm eating is good for me because it is. It's absolutely delicious, fresh, clean, and just my new favorite thing. Daily Harvest is ready when you are. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to enjoy it. So you waste less food too. No need to overthink any of your meals for the week with Daily Harvest. Smoothies for breakfast, crisp flatbreads for lunch or dinner, and food that's perfect for cooler weather like their perfectly roasted harvest bowls and soups. Daily Harvest never uses preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything. And they just launched their first ever plant-based milk collection starting with almond milk. Daily Harvest milk is made of only almonds and a dash of sea salt. That is it. Plus, I can actually stay stocked up since everything stays fresh till I'm ready to use it, aka no more mad dashes to the grocery store when I need almond milk for my smoothies or a splash for my coffee in the morning. They are committed to minimizing their environmental impact. They're in process of transitioning to 100% compostable, recyclable, plant-based, and renewable fiber packaging. Daily Harvest is undeniably delicious, clean food without any of the prep. Get started today. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code HEYGIRL to get $25 off your very first box. That's promo code HEYGIRL for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. Mm, the scrapes and bruises along the way. Cause that's a thing. Like that is a thing for everybody who has, you know, fought for something, fought for the dream, fought for the pathway. Right. And like really dedicated themselves to pursuing the dream, pursuing Mm -hmm. the pathway. So I love how you mentioned that. I mean, you're intertwined in shows like the shy Mm -hmm. boomerang and the like, and it's like, yo, it didn't happen overnight and it won't happen overnight. And I think this leads me to my next question of what happened has pursuing your dream taught you about community and the necessity of connecting and fellowshipping with people?
1: Ugh. First of all, I love that question. Um, man, it's taught me everything. Mm. Like, literally everything. I mean, I think pursuing a dream, like truly, truly pursuing a dream takes so much courage, I think, because we live in a society that doesn't really... I mean, I think our society claims to want you to pursue your dreams, like, but not really. I think, you know, I think the powers that be would be much better off if we all kind of just sat behind a desk and did exactly what they wanted us to do, right? Mm. But maybe that is the dream also, not to negate that, at all. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I've been incredible incredibly blessed because not only am I getting to pursue my dream, which is to, you know, to be a filmmaker, storyteller, but I am a Black female filmmaker. I thrive on telling those stories, our stories, stories of me, stories of you. And that expands beyond just the Black woman. I mean, it definitely incorporates Black people, but people of color and people that feel like other, like I love those stories. Mm -hmm. And I've been, it's so interesting. I've been so kind of, I've only gotten to tell those stories, right? Which is, I mean, that's how I want it to be. And I think we, I've been blessed in the sense of like, the world is changing a little bit. So these stories are more valued than they were before, right? So I get to kind of like be amongst like this group of like revolutionaries, creative, and just an audience. I think our audience is revolutionary as well, right? Because Mm -hmm. our audience is like, we want to see ourselves, right? So I get to do that. But because I get to tell these stories and because I get to work with people like me, the sense of community is incredible when you step out of it like for example I am working on the thing right now that is kind of the first time I've stepped out of I'm getting to tell our stories but in a different environment the environment is typically very white and all that so I am absolutely bringing in a different energy and you already feel the difference you know you already feel like oh just the small little things and because I have been so careful I really especially with my like creative energy and just I'm very with With it, I'm very like, if something feels like it's not for me, then I'm okay with saying it's not for me. Like, I don't need to do that thing. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to, I mean, art is so like, it's so collaborative. Like, I have to be open. I have to feel safe. I have to feel free. And so if environment is, I've had those experiences where it's not that and I'm never, I don't want to do that shit. Like, that's not healthy in any way for me. So I'm just really grateful. Like, especially on a Black Lady sketch show. I mean, it's all Black women. You know what I mean? Like, and the joy of like, stepping onto the set. And listen, it's still hard. It's still all the things it is, but mm. I get to do it with like these people who I know, like, and I know, even if I don't know you, I know you, you know what I mean? Like, right, right, um, right. it's, it's so important. And I think beyond just, I get to make good art with these people. I get to like continue my like growth with these people. I get to like be sane in this environment. And that has been everything. And you know what else, Sorry, I'm very much like, I'm just like chatty today. Sorry. I love it. No, 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 no. I love it.
0: Chat me down. Chat me okay. down.
1: <laughs> so I was just thinking about just that sense of community and how it connects like the artist with. The audience, right? And I think, you know, we're in a time right now where there are people literally on the front lines fighting every single day, Mm -hmm. right, for justice, right, for respect, for value, for worth, right? And I think that we can't separate that fight with those people getting to go home and see themselves on TV. Like, I think that my work as a filmmaker and as a storyteller is to continue to tell those stories, right? And maybe those stories are literally about, you know, a kid being shot on the street by cops. Maybe, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just a girl who falls in love, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And getting to see the beauty in that, the value in that. Like, I think that people look at that and say, wait a minute, no, that is true. That is who I am. So if that's who I am on this screen, that's who I need to, be and can be in this world. So I'm going to go fight for the things that I deserve. And that to me is the sense of community, right? So it's the small sense where I get to walk on set and I get to like work with these people who are like me, who I connect with. But also like the job that we have to the bigger community to say, hey, you are valued, you are important, you are beautiful, you are loved, and even you are funny. I get to say that with a Black Lady Sketch Show. I get to see you, I can say, hey, Black woman, you're funny as hell. People don't acknowledge that all the time. So that was, I mean, getting to do that show was pretty incredible in that way because I know we're funny, right? Right, like Like we know we're funny. We know what's up, you know what I mean? I love that question about community because it's it's all of that, you know? Mm.
0: I love how you mentioned, essentially what I heard you say is allowing people to see their reflection in your work. So you Mm -hmm. are essentially a mirror and I find Mm -hmm. that that is some of the most powerful soul work We can, mm. do, especially as Black people, as Black women, mm. is to be mirrors to other yeah. folks, right? Even mm-hmm. if other folks may not have the vision, they may not have the dream, they may not have the pathway, they may not have the voice, mm-hmm. but our jobs as people who create and people who write and people who tell stories through photos and film mm-hmm. and etc. like, they can say, oh, but there I am. You know what yeah. I mean? And I find One that, thousand. oh my goodness, I just find that that is self-care, like, mm. That is community care, right? Self-care as community care is something I've really been leaning into, especially during this time of uprisings and COVID and being home and like really needing our people, like really Mm -hmm. being folks. So I want to talk about your self-care as Mm -hmm. community care and Mm -hmm. what it's been feeling like for you, you know, being on and offsets, having these really big breaks in time because of the pandemic and also like having to show up and be your best self and be well rested in the name of being on the front lines for our people. How mm-hmm. are you refilling and taking mm. care of
1: yourself? Wow. I love that. First of all, I definitely just wrote down self-care as community care. Amen. Um you know that's so I love this question. My journey with self-care, um has definitely been a journey I've had to grow into kind of the knowledge of that but then also the accepting of like it's okay to take care of yourself and I think that comes along with I mean being a black woman right and it comes for especially for me coming from kind of the south it's all the black woman takes care of everybody
0: right except self
1: except self right and so I would see my mom take care of everybody except self, right? Mm -hmm. So whether I like it or not, some of those things kind of came along with me and I had to really break those down and find the value in that. And as far as like, I have learned, and for me, once I discover something I'm like missing or something I'm seeking, or I'm like, all on top of it. Now I gotta figure it out. Now I have to like really get to the core of it. So as far as like what I, it's a little tricky in this time. It's been a little hard for me to be honest, like to be consistent with it just because there's so many emotional ups and downs in this time for me. But the things I do are like I meditate every morning. I try to like, I've been horrible about like hydration, but I've been really good in quarantine. I talk to the people that I love. In those conversations, it's like I'm always, like, exploring and kind of, like, figuring out how to grow and stuff. And I feel like that's not for everybody, right? And that's not... Everybody doesn't want to hear you talk about, like, a dream you had last night and what you think that means for your life moving forward. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, so just making sure... I'm communicating with those people who can have that conversation with me, right? And not to cut off the other people, but just know what pocket is where. So that's been really important. But I have to, I think that morning time for me is like incredibly important. Like th- we're kind of in a heat wave right now in LA. So I haven't gone on my like walking kind of, I do like a meditation and then I go on a walk, right? And it's kind of, to me, that's kind of my whole morning routine or whatever. But I haven't been doing the walking part and I feel it. Like I feel feel it. I feel like a little off. I feel like I need to like get back to my like dead center. But once I discovered what worked for me and like I jumped on that and leaned on that, like that really allows me to step on set and do a thing. Also like working through my shit like mm-hmm. i think that self-care is also working through your shit like mm-hmm. and looking at it and not being afraid of it and i think i'm not sure if i shared this with you before but one of the best like compliments i've ever gotten in my life from a producer and a- on something i was shooting she was like you know what i love about working with you and i was like what what do you love she was like your shit never gets in the way mm. and that was so huge for me because i know what that means like i know what that looks like me constantly like trying to like almost like interrogate kind of those parts of myself that I feel like no longer are serving me or oh wow I said this thing it made this person feel this way why did I say that why do I feel this way What you know and really like digging into that like that shit matters so much not only because I can step on set and then not have like ego or not have like angst or whatever these things are but also like I can get out of the way and like tell the story I'm trying to tell like I can Mm. Empathize with that character. I can like love that character. I can do all these things because I'm doing the self work to essentially get out of the way and let that person flow through me in a way. Only
0: 8% of New Year's resolutions survive the whole year. Those are long odds for a lot of important goals like, say, eating healthier. This year, you deserve a little help in the Healthy Eating Resolution Department. That's why there's Kenco. Kenko makes seriously nutritious smoothies for seriously busy people. Expensive store-bought smoothies are sugar-packed calorie bombs, and fresh-pressed juices have way less fiber. Kenko's breakfast smoothies are only made from organic whole fruits and vegetables, flash-frozen and slow-dried to lock in all the fiber and nutrients. Nothing added and no fiber taken out. Kenko smoothies are easy to make, no blender or juicer or kitchen needed. Pour the Kenko packet into your water or your favorite milk shake it up and take on the day go to kenco.com take their quick nutrition quiz and fill your flexible monthly order with your choice of 15 functional flavors that match your goals and taste each kenco smoothie costs less than three bucks and packs half the daily fruits and vegetables you need to reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes heart disease and some cancers i can't even pick my favorite flavor i love them all Everything is delicious, and I would definitely recommend you giving it a try. Not only that, this is the easiest smoothie I've ever made in my life, so dive in with me. Start creating healthy habits right now. Go to kenco.com slash heygirl, pick out your favorite flexible monthly plan, and the first 100 listeners will get 25% off your first order. That's kenco.com slash heygirl, and get 25% off, but only if you're one of the first 100. You love this show, and I love you, so get this special deal of 25% off for the first 100 listeners at kencko.com dot com slash heygirl. You
1: know,
0: mm. no, that is extremely extremely powerful and something that I wanted to kind of touch on that you mentioned is like being okay with addressing what the shit is, right? Uh (laughs) Especially as and greeting the stuff, the shit whatever, the fear, the doubt anxiety, with curiosity is something I've been bringing Mm -hmm. my self-care practice and you are clearly doing the same thing But by saying, you know, well why am I feeling this way? How am I feeling this way? In what ways can I dig deeper into this so I can get to know myself better and therefore show up in my work yeah in a way that yeah. is you know compassionate and rooted in understanding and without ego in the way and I want to dive a little bit deeper into that like as you got that compliment from y- your mm. colleague like did you reflect and think like hey, I do do that or were you like, oh shit, I do do that and like how do I mm-hmm. do that
1: uh it was definitely the first it was definitely like um you know how sometimes the universe sends you kind of like signs of like, yeah, you're on the right path. Mm -hmm. You know, it felt like that. It felt like the work that I have been doing. You know, sometimes I'm so in myself or in a thing that I can't see it from the outside, right? So I'm doing all this work, almost like obsessed with doing this work, right? And to have someone say, oh, wow, that's so great. Your shit doesn't get in the way was like twofold. I think it was kind of like, like acknowledgement that helped me really understand, okay, this is great. The work is working. Mm. But also acknowledgement that it's like, You know how somebody puts their hand on your shoulder and they're like, hey, it's okay. Calm down. Like, you can take your time, right? Like, sometimes I, at that time, particular time, I would be so obsessed with figuring it out, Mm. right? That the obsession would almost, I don't know, it would almost veer to a negative space because it's not allowing yourself to just be yourself. Hey, listen, I, okay, I discovered a flaw. I don't like this thing, right? I'm going to fix this thing. But I think when you approach it without compassion for yourself, I don't know, it almost defeats the purpose or becomes something else. Like it becomes something else. So for me, getting that compliment was great because it was like, hey, I'm going to continue the work. But also I can maybe relax a little bit and Mm. not be so hard on myself, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which helped the rest of my journey, I think.
0: Mm -hmm. Because it kind of like eliminates some of the distraction. Of, like, Mm -hmm. making sure the work that we're doing comes to fruition. But it's like, it's always gonna come to fruition if we're being intentional about it, right? So,
1: absolutely. I
0: really love that reflection. And I love that you got that nudge from the universe like, yo, like, here's how I'm showing up. And that goes back to the mirror thing. Like, when we see ourselves, Mm. other people can see us. Yeah. You know? And I just feel that so much. So, before we wrap up, I would love to. Just get your insight on what you would tell your younger self if you were her mentor today. How would you affirm her? And how would you show up for her if she needed an
1: ear? Mm. That's so hard. That's good. You know why this is also perfect? Why? Because I have mentorship has been coming up a lot. Mm. for me and I have often felt like I'm not the right person kind of like what do I have to offer right what do I have to say I don't want to tell somebody the wrong thing like just kind of like all these insecurities about it it's been coming up so much so I just love that it's come up again but in a way where I can look into my own eyes if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of a beautiful way um I would affirm her I don't think that my younger self needed too much affirmation in the creative space I think my journey in that was like just right. I really think it was just right because there was enough self-doubt and enough kind of like confidence mixed in that to like fall into a healthy place I think Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that I would spend a lot of time telling her she's beautiful telling her she is like valued and telling her to trust the Mm path. I think I would spend a lot of time doing that yeah there's something about like I mean I guess it's kind of what we're talking about like where I am now and what I do creatively is like it's really just an extension of who I am and I would say that's the same for you I could be wrong but I think like the podcast and the writing and everything else is just an extension of who you are as a person Mm -hmm. I agree um I think me coming to this it took a lot of work later on but it was really me coming to myself and I would really help her come to herself a mm. lot earlier. I think that's the thing we don't really do as much. Also, who am I to say? I don't know what we do. I am not a parent in any way, but like uh, community-wise, I'll say. I feel like we can spend a lot more time pouring into the magnificentness of young people just yes. the way they are. You yep. know what I mean? Like, and helping them see that when they look in the mirror, right? Or see that when they write something down or see, you know, I would really help the core of her because I think that's, I don't know, that's the biggest, I mean, that's the biggest challenge I've had to deal with right in adulthood. But I think if I was able to kind of speak life into her much younger, those are the things I would hate.
0: Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe and review. Also feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC Zone Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.